If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Measures to enhance commitment controls and prevent the accumulation of barriers. Alignment of the quarterly budget allotment of cash flows forecast and tighten the use of allotments as a control on the givements rather than a budget starting with the 2024 budget. Standardized contracts for public works to ensure flexibility in budget execution. Review standard tender documents to include clauses that make the award of the contract null and void if not supported by givements generated purchase order. All MDAs will be required to use GANEPS for all procurements to enhance transparency and efficiency in the procurement of good works, consultancy, non-consultancy, and asset disposal. Improve budget execution practices by undertaking the following. Approval of MDA's commencement requires to be done within the first quarter of any fiscal year to allow MDA sufficient time to complete procurement and payment processes before end of year. Informants of the use of givements for all transactions to prevent unbudgeted expenditure. Internal audit agency to ensure that public officers within covered entities adhere to the legal and regulatory principles governing public financial management in the discharge of their duties. All public officers, particularly principal spending officers of covered entities, will be held to the strict application of the specified section, as specified in section 96 to 98 of the PFM Act. Mr. Speaker, the Public Financial Management Act 2016 Act 921 was passed to regulate the financial management of the public sector within a macroeconomic and fiscal framework. This law sets out stringent accounting, audit, and reporting requirements for public funds. As the first finance minister to oversee the implementation of this critical law, I am confident that this government has been the most transparent and accountable in our history. Over the past seven years, I have laid before this House 55 statutory reports to fulfill the provision of this law. These include the Annual Report on Petroleum Funds Report on the Utilization of the African Levies, as examples. We have also learned key lessons from the helpful feedback from our stakeholders. Most of these formed the core of the macrocritical reforms being implemented under the IMF-backed PCPEC program. Mr. Speaker, as the government's PCPEC program entered the second year, we plan to assess progress and deepen our collaborations for reforms at the PFM Summit to be organized by April 2024. We encourage our development partners to join us on this journey. Mr. Speaker, in the rail sector, we expect overall rail GDP growth to increase from an expected 2.3% in 2023 to 2.8% and reach 5% in 2027. 
This yields an average growth rate of 4.3% over the 2024-2027 period. Non-oil rail GDP is projected to slow down from an estimated 2.8% in 2023 to 2.1% in 2024 and pick up to 5% to by 2027, giving an average growth rate of 4.1% over the 2024-2027 period. Mr. Speaker, the Bank of Ghana has maintained the tight monetary policy stand to firm up this inflation process. Among other measures, the bank has further raised the monetary policy rate by cumulative 300 basis points in the year to September 2023 to 30%. In the outlook, monetary policy in 2024 and the medium term will aim to regain price stability. Inflation is expected to remain within the IMS program's monetary policy consultation clause of 29.4% of a symmetric band of 4% at the end of 2023, an end-year target of 15% in 2024, and trend further down to the medium-term target band of 8 plus or minus 2% by end December 2025. A tight monetary policy stance, favorable base drifts, relative stability on the foreign exchange market, and a favorable food harvest are expected to outweigh inflationary pressures over the near term. In the outlook, the external sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country's external creditors. Also, the Bank of Ghana's policy thrust will remain focused on increasing external buffers through sustainable means. The exchange rate is expected to remain stable, supported by continued progress with the implementation of the IMF-supported program. Expected inflows from the COCO syndication loan, the second tranche of the IMF loan, mining inflows, and the BOG's continuation of the Gold for Oil program. The main risks to the center outlook include increasing uncertainty about geopolitical tensions and volatility in commodity prices. Mr. Speaker, the IMF Executive Board approved Ghana's three-year 3 billion IMF-supported post-COVID-19 for economic growth on the 17th of May 2023 after the government of Ghana secured a staff-level agreement on the program in December 2022. The program, as you know, aims to restore macro-stability and debt sustainability, build resilience through the implementation of wide-ranging and strong structural reforms in key sectors of the economy, and lay the foundations for stronger and more inclusive and private sector-led growth while protecting the poor and the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, the IMS-supported PCPEC is assessed semi-annually by the IMF through an IMS staff review mission, followed by final approval by the IMF Executive Board. Disbursements under the program are tied to successful completion of each review. The reviews assess our progress towards meeting the quantitative performance criteria, indicative targets, and structural benchmarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm glad to inform this August House that based on the IMS own assessment at the staff level after the first review, Ghana 
met all the CISCO indicative performance criteria. The two out of the three indicative targets, the two met a flaw on social spending, a flaw on non-oil public revenue. The indicative target on zero net accumulation of payables was extended largely to the ongoing negotiations with energy sector IPP on legacy debt. And six of the seven structural benchmarks due in 2023 were also met and subsequently the seventh has been met. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal incentives and reliefs I announced previously are in line with government's five-year growth strategy, which was approved by Cabinet in August 2023. This is to stimulate and sustain economic growth even as we restore macroeconomic stability under the IMF back program. The first phase, which is a 14-month program, essentially focuses on scaling our prioritized assistance programs and attracting private sector investments to deliver rapid results without significant demands on budgetary resources. As a speaker, the growth strategy prioritizes key sectors of the economy, including agriculture, agribusiness, and aquaculture, trade, industry, and export promotion, tourism, as well as digitization and technology. The recently launched Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue will support this path of growth. A permanent steering and technical committee co-led by the Ministries of Finance as well as Ministry of Trade and Industry and the private sector and supported by development partners is being set up to drive this collaboration for growth. Mr. Speaker, last year I discussed the enormous impact of the food import bill on exchange rate volatility and inflation. I made clear how unsustainable the imports are and the need to change course. The growth strategy therefore supports the implementation of interventions that increases our capacity to produce deepen value chains, facilitate and modernize storage facilities, and increase the shelf line of products. These improvements are expected to help support exports build forests, exchange buffers, and reduce inflation of earmarked, of earmarked funds. Mr. Speaker, we would also like to appreciate on this level the contributions of key stakeholders, including the managing director, the management and staff of the IMF, the World Bank, the AFDP, and development partners who play diverse roles in this journey. Mr. Speaker, we are equally grateful to the Council of State, CSOs, Labor Unions, Employees Association, AGI, FBOs, think tanks and research institutions, and all other stakeholders who played various roles in the process. Let me note, Mr. Speaker, Labor's remarkable composure and historic agreement yesterday to ensure that our discussions with the fund was not derailed. We thank Labour for this. Mr. Speaker, planting for food and jobs 2.0. Mr. Speaker, Honourable Minister, Honourable Minister, just a minute. Honourable Members, in line with Order 42 of the standing orders of our House, 
In seeking to change the course of the agriculture sector, the President in August 2023 of the new Minister of Agriculture launched the Planting for Food and Jobs 2.0. By design, PFJ 2.0 places greater emphasis on value chain approaches and focuses on strengthening linkages between actors along eligible agriculture commodity value chains, broadly categorized into grains, roots, and tuber, vegetables, and poultry. The PFJ has a special focus on poultry to address the heavy reliance on imports. Accordingly, 15 anchor farmers and 500 outgrowers in five regions, Ashanti, Greater Accra, Bonobono East, and Eastern regions will be selected to produce 65,000 metric tons of broilers in 2024. Mr. Speaker, the significant shortfall between demand and domestic production of vegetables requires urgent action, especially considering the impact of the recent supply disruptions from the Sahelian region. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget revealed the importance of developing an onion, an onion index to track the production. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget revealed the importance of developing an onion index to track the production, distribution, and consumption of the commodity. It emerged during this engagement that in 2022, Demand for onions was 314,000 metric tons, while the local production was 179,000 metric tons. In addition, the national demand for tomatoes in 2022 was estimated at 1.3 million metric tons, while local production stood at 468,000 metric tons. These are two prominent vegetables in the Ghanaian households. Mr. Speaker, PLG2 therefore seeks to improve the supply and utilization of high-quality inputs, facilitate credit guarantees for aggregators to procure improved seeds, fertilizers, and pesticides, and supply them on zero-interest credit terms to vegetable farmers in the immediate and short-term future. Furthermore, the condition and capacity of existing warehouses will be improved to enhance the condition and capacity in storing bumper harvest and maintaining price stability. Mr. Speaker, the growth strategy also aims to boost fish production, mostly through increased focus on oceanic and inland effing ponds. The goal is to support fishermen, fish farmers, and fish processors in our coastal regions. The interventions planned in this subsector include direct support for production distribution and storage of fish, as well as producing and supplying over 110,000, 110 million liters of premised fuel 
using gasoline and condensate. Mr. Speaker, part of PFG2's program strategy is to support the private commercial agriculture under the Economic Enclaves Project. Towards this, priority has been given to securing and developing lands to offer security of tenor for large-scale agriculture investments. The focus on large-scale commercial agriculture is to harness the benefits of scale and scope of economics, promote the adoption of technology for efficiency and standardization, as well as support price stabilization efforts. As of December 2022, three enclaves in Kasonya, Greater Accra, Kumewu, Ashanti, and Banda Oti region were operational. Five out of five other enclaves are planned in 2024 to promote value addition, integration, and deepening aggregation and value chain systems to serve as economic growth goals. The three operational EEPs will lead to production of 160,000 metric tons of rice by end of 2024, over 110,000 acres of land in cultivation for the key staples. Private sector actors investing on EEP will provide employment for the youth with a target of at least 5,000 jobs. Already, Mr. Speaker, 10 private sector actors have responded to the expression of interest to predominantly act as anchor farmers on the developed lands. Government will also pursue the interest expressed by other international private sector operators to unlock investments and technology for the economic enclave projects. We are also using the EEP to leverage catalytic financing from key partners, including MasterCard Foundation and the African Development Bank. To implement the economic enclave at scale and speed, as I mentioned, Ghana City's one billion has been allocated to Millennium Development Authority to complement PFJ 2.0. This funding will be dedicated to providing critical infrastructure, including irrigation canals, as well as cleaning and developing, developing land for private sector actors in the EEP. Other key interventions under the Ghana CARES program, such as the completion of a foundry, will benefit from this fund. MIDA has a remarkable record from the implementation of two compacts under the Millennium Challenge Corporation, one of which was agriculture and agribusiness. They continue to demonstrate experience and ingenuity that will accelerate the delivery of the growth poles to transform agriculture in our country. Mr. Speaker, the Digital Youth Village as a key initiative under Ghana Cares involves collaboration between the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization, Ministry of Finance and University of Ghana to support tech entrepreneurs and create vibrant tech hubs. To date, the DYB project has completed the design, land, location, site clearance, as well as securing an architect and contractor initiating the construction phase. Phase one of DYV project is expected to be completed before end December 2024. Mr. Speaker, in the area of trade, industry, and export, the key operations under 1D1F free zones, export promotion, strategic and core industries, and business regulatory reforms have been prioritized under the growth strategy. 
altogether earnings from non-traditional exports are expected to increase to 4 billion and 4.8 billion in 2024 from 3.51 billion in 2022. 271 licensed free zone companies are expected to increase earnings to 2.19 billion in 2024 compared to earnings of 1.8 billion from 207 licensed free zone companies in 2022. Mr. Speaker, Ghana remains the preferred tourist destination in the sub-region. The steady stream of domestic and international tourists also requires dedicated spaces in cities to drive a night economy and tourism. As we promote, promote December in Ghana initiatives, we'll also work towards enhancing security and the lightning infrastructure. A tax force comprising public regulators and private sector actors has already been established to drive the Night Economy Initiative and the public-private partnership arrangements. Mr. Speaker, on 14th November 2022, almost exactly a year ago, government launched the Youth Start Initiative as a direct response to the employment challenge facing our country. Through this initiative, government sought to create an entrepreneurial nation by providing training, competitive funding, access to markets and technology to our youth. This is to cause a cultural shift and guide our teaming youth into entrepreneurship by assisting them to start to build and grow their own businesses. Mr. Speaker, a year on, the preparatory works have been completed. The three components of the initiative, Youth Start District, Entrepreneurship Program, Commercial Program, and the Youth Start Grace Program have also been developed and piloted successfully. On 20th September 2022, government signed an MOU with 11 banks and the Ghana Association of Bankers to support entrepreneurs gain access to capital to enhance their business. The Ghana Association of Banks have worked with us to train the participating financial institutions on the program and have completed the design of a technology platform to receive applications. The National Banking College has also been engaged under the program to train beneficiaries on behalf of the participating banks. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Enterprises Agency and the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program has been brought together as a cohesive unit to co-lead the district entrepreneurship component of the USAT program. The speaker, all is set to accelerate the implementation of USAT. We are working with our partners, the World Bank, to secure additional financing, Mr. Speaker, of 150 million US dollars. On our own, we are committing 200 million Ghana cities to ensure that more young persons are supported into entrepreneurship. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Integrated Albanian Development Corporation, through their strategic partners, has completed the mineral resource estimate report that has been prepared in line with Joint Oil Reserves Committee standards. The results of the report indicate significant bauxite quantities making the project a commercially viable one. 
Mr. Speaker, the master plan has been reviewed and given a seal of approval by KPMG. To ensure, Mr. Speaker, the various mineral discoveries are informed, deposits of iron ore are commercially viable, a high-level mineral resource study has been commissioned by GSDEC, working with the private partners. A capital incentive activity has been uploaded to Ghanaian private partners to produce a standard bankable report at no cost to the government of Ghana. This is to ensure that the integrated iron and steel industry is not faced with a continuous decline of domestic production and processing of metallic minerals and associated dependence on foreign supplies for our needs. Mr. Speaker, key interventions to improve the business environment include enhancing the business regulatory reform, crowding in private sector financing of 20 billion through foreign direct investments, and amendments to the GIPC Act has been completed and submitted to Parliament. The Speaker, the group strategy sets ambitious targets for easing access of the domestic private sector, including medium and long-term finance at competitive rates. Government will leverage the plans of the Development Bank of Ghana, Gersel Venture Capital Trust Fund, and the Ghana Investment Infrastructure Fund to provide loans, partial guarantees, and venture capital to private entities with transformational and strategic projects in agriculture. Mr. Speaker, channels would include the Development Bank of Ghana to increase the lending volume of the Development Bank of Ghana to 2 billion CDs for 2024. For Gezel to provide 350 million partial risk guarantees to leverage private sector participation in the agricultural sector. Government will also support DBG for fundraising of an additional billion dollars in 2024 to support their work. Mr. Speaker, the IFC working with government will pursue 500 million commitment of financing from the World Bank IFC as a partner in Ghana's mutual prosperity dialogue. The recapitalization of banks. Mr. Speaker, government and the World Bank will recapitalize the banks through the Ghana Financial Stability Fund and the financial sector program with over 10 billion CDs, Mr. Speaker, to enable aggressive financing of private sector businesses. Mr. Speaker, the banks will be recapitalized in the coming week. Furthermore, Venture Capital Trust will be given additional funds to ensure that the private sector has access to that. Mr. Speaker, the stock of global debt as a share of global GDP was 258% last year. Moreover, as of 2022, the stock of public debt was 238%, nine percentage points higher than in 2019. To return Ghana to a path of debt sustainability from a debt to GDP ratio of 89%, Mr. Speaker, we aim to be at 66% this year. The goal is to achieve a 55% debt to GDP ratio and 18% revenue to GDP ratio over the medium term. Mr. Speaker, Ghana completed the first phase of the DDEP in February 2023, where 82 billion CDs of all domestic debts were exchanged for new bonds. 
In this process, Mr. Speaker, average coupon of 9.1% were achieved with a participation rate of 84%. Mr. Speaker, we have come to the end of the domestic debt exchange program and need to focus on the standard debt restructuring to further improve the debt trajectory. Even today, even more to enable us reach the target landing zone of 55%. Mr. Speaker, discussions with the Eurobond investors are continuing. We have given a broad outline of 20 to 40% haircut under 20 years and interest rates of less than 5%. Ghana bilateral creditors, Mr. Speaker, are also working with us and we expect the OCC, Mr. Speaker, to come up with a memorandum of understanding which would ensure that this body co-chaired by France and China will deliver the appropriate MOU to the IMF for their board meeting next week. Mr. Speaker, we envision that in the coming week, also extensive um, discussions of our IPPs um, should lead to some resolutions on uh, our payments of energy systems. And Mr. Speaker, I'm confident that this will successfully be done in the coming uh, few days or weeks. The fund, Mr. Speaker, is also offering um, $250 million uh, from the World Bank supported uh, by subfund targeted at qualifying banks and SDIs and a city equivalent of 500 million um, of GOG funded subfund that will help, as I mentioned, to cap recapitalize a state-owned financial institution as well as potentially supporting other indigenously controlled financial institutions. In addition, a provision of 4 billion has been made in the 2024 budget to address NIB, distressed SDIs, and other outstanding legacy policies in the financial sector. Notwithstanding the ongoing litigation commenced by shareholders of Black Shield Capital Management Limited, formerly Gold Shield Securities, the SEC will continue to engage the official liquidator and clients of the defined Black Shield to reach a consensus on a framework for a bailout intervention and an amicable resolution to the impact. Mr. Speaker, in the 2024 budget, government will build on the significant investment that has been made to date and promote its key interventions covering social spending, infrastructure governance, security, and climate change. Mr. Speaker, on social spending. The government's flagship free senior high school and TVET programs continues to create and expand access to secondary school education in the country. In a generation's time when we have a more educated population which sustains social mobility and cohesion, we appreciate the significance of these decisions. In the year under review, we continue to support Mr. Speaker, far from this, in the, con in the year under review, we continue to support a total of 448,000 
first year senior high school students, bringing the total beneficiaries for 2023 academic year to 1.3 million students. In 2024, the implementation of this transformative initiative will continue. Mr. Speaker, we continue feeding grants for over 7,500 students in special schools and capacitation grants to all public basic schools across the country. Additionally, registration fees of over 471,000 prospective candidates from public junior high school for the BCE were paid to guarantee that all candidates will sit for the examination. Mr. Speaker's support for beneficiaries of the LEAP program was sustained in 2023. Government invested some 298 million to support 350,000 families. In 2024, the program will, be, will improve financing by 50% more and continue to provide meals to more schools to enhance basic school enrollment. The National Health Insurance Scheme, Mr. Speaker, is now active with coverage of 16 million people, representing 80% of the targeted group. Efforts to integrate the Ghana card into the enrollment system are progressing steadily. Mr. Speaker, over 70, 740 million uh, has been expended, invested to feed over 3.8 million pupils, one hot meal a day, in 10,000 of our public basic schools. In 2024, the program will continue to provide hills to enhance basic school enrollment. Mr. Speaker, we continue to improve on our road networks, and Mr. Speaker, once the official creditor committee has made its announcement, we will continue with all extended funded projects that will be resumed. However, the overflowing projects are ongoing and are at various stages of completion. Kumasi Lake Road and Drainage Extension Project is completed. Reconstruction of Bichem Techimanshia Akumadin Road is 71% complete. Construction of flyover on the Accra Tema Motorway from Flower Port Runabout is 60% complete. Phase 2 of the Tema Motorway Runabout, including construction of the third tier of the interchange is 56% complete. Construction of four major bypasses at Osino, Enyinem, Enyurisi, and Konongo along the Accra Kumasi Highway commenced in 2023 and at various stages of completion. Reconstruction of Aguna and Kwantatoka Road is 44% complete. Dualization of four main roads and traffic management works 100% complete. Selected roads in 2nd D and Takaradi Phase 1 is 28% complete. Dualization of Insawam of Bangkok Road, including the widening of the road to 10 lanes over 6 lane expressway and 4 lane service road interchanges at Amasaman, Kubiman, Midia, and Insawam project is 30% complete. Construction of four-tier interchange of Swame in the Ashanti region has commenced. Mr. Speaker, the following project under the Master Project Agreement for Sino Hydro Corporation has been completed. Termina Tamale Interchange, Western Region and Corpus Inner City Roads, construction of Paul Hoy, Jessica, Dodi, Pepesi, 
64.4 kilometers, upgrading of selected feeder roads in Ashanti and Western region. However, the following are at various stages of completion. Sunyani inner city roads, construction of Sunyani and Brikum inner city roads, PTC runabout interchange Friday, 80%. Mr. Speaker, government is in the preparation for the reconstruction of the Accra Tema motorway under the road sector's public-private partnership will give its own course. The concession agreement and draft engineering procurement and construction EPC agreement have been approved by cabinet and will be submitted to parliament for approval shortly. Mr. Speaker, government infrastructure program will also be anchored on a strong private sector collaboration. To this end, government will continue to pursue the mining sector road rehabilitation projects to improve the road network in mining communities. Government will begin the formalization of agreements with the mining companies and mining related industries to fund and commence the rehabilitation of roads in the mining enclaves in 2024. Selected communities include Takrade, Agona and Kwanta, Takrade Dualization and Township, Presia Bogoso, Bogoso Township, Dunkwa Obwase, Obwase Township, Amshia and Kwanta Manso in Grand Konongo. Mr. Speaker, to promote trade and transit from the Tema port, the capacity of Tema Hospital Road will be improved under PPP arrangements. Accordingly, government has developed a deed of transfer to be executed. Mr. Speaker, government has renegotiated the contract terms of the large general hospital project and will now be funded through the national budget. The contractor is expected, Mr. Speaker, to be back on site next week to complete a significant amount of work by 2024. Mr. Speaker, in accordance with government's strong commitment to industrialization, a total of 169 one district, one factory projects are currently operational, leading to a total employment of 169,000. An additional 152 factories are currently under construction and expected to be fully operational in 2024. These industries are expected to increase value addition and support our efforts to reset the economy. Uh, Mr. Speaker, to improve connectivity within the sub-region and facilitate tourism, the upgrading of the Tamale Airport has been completed to complement this effort and facilitate trade through Ghana's transit corridor, the construction of the Buangra Integrated Logistical Terminal is being executed and is about 54% complete. Following the approval of Ghana's Energy Transition Investment Plan, government has commenced the development of a national electric vehicle policy as part of efforts to create and enable environment for the uptake of electric vehicles. Mr. Speaker, 
government has rolled out the National Rental Assistance Scheme in February 2023 to ease the burden of huge rent advance payments by prospective tenants. Mr. Speaker, government continued works on phase three of the security services housing program involving the construction of 300 involving the construction of 320 units for the Ghana Police Service at the Ghana National Police Training School, Tesano. In addition, work commenced on the first phase of the revised National Affordable Housing Program at Kokoase that was launched by His Excellency the President and the Minister of Works and Housing. Government will commence work on the National Affordable Housing Project at the Diaso in the Ashanti region and to complement the Pokwasi project. Mr. Speaker, under the Infrastructure for Poverty Eradication Program, government continues to embark on strategic investments across our communities nationwide in line with the Fiscal Consolidation Plan. Through the development authorities, over 340 projects were completed in 2023 and accordingly handed over to the beneficiary communities. Rural telephony. Mr. Speaker, government constructed a total of 1,010 rural telephony sites under the Rural Telephony and Digital Inclusion Project to provide voice signals in underserved and unserved communities. In 2024, the remaining 1,006 sites will be built and integrated and financed for voice and data services to ensure reliable, affordable, and secured broadband infrastructure under the infrastructure. Uh, Mr. Speaker, with regards to rural electrification, in line with government to achieve universal access to electricity by 2024, a total of 189 communities have been connected to the national grid, with 211 communities at various stages of completion. The national electricity access is, is, is estimated uh, to have reached 88.85% as out of the third quarter of 2023. Our goal, of course, is to exceed 90% by the end of 2024. Uh, Mr. Speaker, under the Girls in ICT initiative, 2,000 girls and 200 ICT teachers in the Savannah and northern regions were trained. Additionally, a total of 287 laptops were presented to the best performing students and teachers in both the Savannah and northern regions. In 2024, 3,000 girls and 300 ICT teachers will be trained in Ashanti, Greater Accra, and Water regions. Government, Mr. Speaker, seeks to continue to find a program to resource a one laptop per child program. Um, so that the population will become tech-savvy. Mr. Speaker, we will look to raise appropriate financing for this. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana.gov platform deployed in 2020 has onboarded 1541 MDAs, MMDAs, and state-owned enterprises with 130 of these entities actively utilizing platform for various functions, including processing payments. This has yielded a total of 164 billion since its inception. In 2024, NITA will enroll government agencies 
responsible for revenue collection onto the platform. In addition, a citizen's app will be integrated into the platform to enrich citizens to government engagement and allow persons with disability to address the platform to foster inclusiveness. Mr. Speaker, the New Conduct of Public Officers Act seeks to address current weakness in asset declaration systems. The new act will introduce provisions that ensure public officers submit their declaration in time and that an effective verification system is in place. The draft bill is under consideration by Cabinet and will be submitted to Parliament subsequently. Government were also committed to ensuring the implementation of the second phase of the National Anti-Corruption Action Plan to foster public accountability and transparency. Uh, Mr. Speaker, Government will continue to resource the Ghana Armed Forces to collaborate with other security services in the operations such as Cowleg, Calm Life, Halt, Gongon, Conquered Fit, etc. Mr. Speaker, the establishment of 15 forward, bay, forward operating bases along the northern border of the country to also present, prevent cross-border crimes and terrorism. The Louisiana Swamplands. Out here, you're either lunch or you're enjoying it. Make sure you end up on top with the all-powerful lineup of Kia SUVs, like the Telluride Sportage and Sorento, equipped with available all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, and the interior capacity to bring everything you need. So you'll always remain more than a gator's length ahead. Visit your local Kia dealer today to find your next adventure in our ever-capable lineup of SUVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Demonstrated how our investment over the last seven years have positively impacted individuals, households, businesses, and communities. We have, Mr. Speaker, a safer country. We have a more physically and digitally connected society. We have a more educated and skilled population. Through our policy approach, the foundation for a country has been laid where ingenuity being encouraged, innovation is supported public service is valued, responsibility is shared, prosperity is shared, and accountability for the custodianship of public resources is privatized. Mr. Speaker, this is marked change from when I first stood before this House on 2nd March 2017. At that time, Mr. Speaker, Doomso had decimated the incomes of businesses and households. The financial sector was weak and near collapse. Trained nurses had stayed home for years without employment. NHIS was in arrears for over a year. A sizable number of Ghanaians were unable to assess senior high school education. Above all, our economic prospects are deemed considerable. I referred then to the biblical story of five loaves and two fishes to illustrate the approach in turning the economy around. Mr. Stuka, I stood here in March 27 and asked that the country's poultry, two fishes, and five loaves be multiplied. Indeed, as a young boy gave all he had to the multitudes, so have we. And the Lord, in response, has blessed our nation, and this we should not forget. From a nominal GDP, Mr. Speaker, 
of 262 billion in 2017 to 1 trillion in 2014. Invested in the future of our children under the free SHS program with 1.2 million students having access to free secondary school education. We supported the poor and vulnerable through an enhanced LEAP program by increasing the number of beneficiary households from 212,000 in 2017 to 350,000 in 2023 with an aim of 450,000 in the medium term. We invested in provisioning one hot meal per day to 3.2 million pupils in our basic schools and provided steady income stream for 32,496 caterers. We invested the most in the construction, rehabilitation, and upgrading of major roads network across the country. We supported small businesses with 750 million during the COVID-19 pandemic through the CAPBAS program and other interventions. We invested, Mr. Speaker, in making sure that all public workers were paid every month during the COVID-19 pandemic, including the teachers who were paid for all the nine months when the academic calendar was disrupted. We invested to strategically establish 160 factories across the districts under 1D1F. Investing in the expansion of health infrastructure in every district under the Agenda 111 initiative. The greatest healthcare push in the history of our country. Mr. Speaker, let me make this opportunity to recognize the strong partnership that has coexisted between the government and organized labor over this period. I also want to use the occasion to thank the leadership of organized labor for their positive cooperation since 2017. Yesterday, as I mentioned, 14 November 2023, we successfully concluded negotiations for the 2024 single spine salary structure, the pace pay, which culminated in a 23% increase in the base pay of the single spine salary structure across board from January to June 2024, and a readjustment of an additional 2% to 25% from July 2024 to December 2024. This wouldn't have been possible without the cooperation and strong leadership of labor unions. We thank you. Since then, we have stayed focused on our plans. However, it is not smooth sailing. There have been ebbs and flows. We have faced severe headwinds since March 2022 as an economy. The economy has faced multiple shocks. We have not created enough jobs and food inflation remains high, creating hardships, and we are committed to tackling this. However, we are re-anchoring our path using the PCPEG as our compass, our true north. Mr. Speaker, backed by the PCPEG, the 2023 budget seeks to restore and sustain macroeconomic stability. With hard work and the grace of God, we are on the path of stability and growth. Thankfully, a sense of a new beginning has taken hold. Despite our remarkable progress in the last 10 months, risks still abound. In October 2023, the IMF reported that global recovery remains low with little margin for error. The Kenyan finance minister also noted in September 2023, and I quote, all low and middle income countries are walking a tightrope 
given the current economic constraints globally. Mr. Speaker, we are aware of these pressures and risks. So far, the implementation of government PCPEC, which addresses these pressures, is delivering the immediate intended results. We have successfully concluded the domestic debt operations and are making steady progress on external debt restructuring. We are implementing the new growth strategy, which prioritizes the completion of key transformative interventions to improve the quality of life and welfare of our people. Mr. Speaker, for our future, large public spending and deficits cannot remain embedded in our public policy program. So after achieving macroeconomic stability, the gains will be anchored on enhanced fiscal responsibility rules. The IMF is already working with us to strengthen these rules in order to maintain macroeconomic stability and implement structural reforms needed to sustain the country on a strong path of economic growth and transformation. Mr. Speaker, to achieve the 2024 budget has been developed to ensure the accelerated implementation of the PCPEC program to expand investment in the rail sector to implement the new growth strategy, to consolidate and complete the ongoing infrastructure work, and to mobilize climate finance so, to enable us build resilience. The policy outlines in this budget will also ensure that Ghana remains attractive for domestic and foreign investment. The feedback from our center of engagement with key stakeholders have also been included in our policy choices. Mr. Speaker, more importantly, the various components of the government-owned financial ecosystem, such as Development Bank of Ghana, GCB, CBG, Gestel, Ghana Community Exchange, GIFT, Venture Capital, Trust Fund, GEA, will all be strengthened to enable us to address the concerns of the private sector in respect of access to credit, access to skills, labor, and raw materials. Mr. Speaker, we do this knowing that the key to our prosperity is not handling out, handing out free goods and services to our underprivileged folks, rather it is by providing skills and financing to enable people to generate income and jobs. Mr. Speaker, we continue to optimize our tourism infrastructure. The improvements in key tourist sites have been complemented by aggressive marketing to reposition Ghana. Next month, as in recent years, our country will expect to an increase in tourists seeking to patronize the December in Ghana event. Our investment in CCTVs and our roads and provisions of increased logistics for the security services will continue to support these events and make them memorable. These investments would also facilitate the hosting of the 13th All-Africa Games in Accra from 8th to 23rd March 2024. This will put Ghana in the spotlight. In addition, Ghana has strategically positioned itself to mobilize climate financing and champion a fit for climate global architecture. Mr. Speaker, we also are creating a new financing division at the ministry to ensure that we stay ahead of the game. Mr. Speaker, a new and exciting opportunity is Ghana's newfound wealth in lithium and graphite, which will be extracted in line with the Green Minerals Policy to support 
our energy transition. Mr. Speaker, the Minerals Income Investment Fund has acquired a 6% contributing interest in Atlantic Lithium's Ghana portfolio. This will lead us to a new negotiating posture for all future extractive industry investments. Mr. Speaker, in view of the line of Ghana's localization policy, Atlantic Lithium will list on the Ghana Stock Exchange to further enhance and deepen local participation. Mr. Speaker, we are in a better place than we were before. The nation has been positively impacted and positioned to harness its prospects. We must move forward courageously, for as Second Timothy 1 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But Mr. Speaker, a spirit of courage and of love and of a sound mind, and we must press on. It is in this same vein, Mr. Speaker, of courage and power that we have forged a resilience since 2017. It's important to recall that despite, Mr. Speaker, the poly crisis of 2019, the poly crisis in 2020, we have together taken, Mr. Speaker, all of us, a GDP of 219 billion to 1 trillion GDP this year. A key lesson from the sleep since 2017 is for us, Mr. Speaker, to eschew unfounded pessimism and nihilism. We have shown, Mr. Speaker, that it is possible. It is possible to triple, to quadruple our GDP. It is possible to create a technologically savvy environment. It is possible to be the investment hub of the region. We should therefore, Mr. Speaker, be collectively proud of ourselves and the can-do spirit of our people. We have proven that a lot more is possible if we stay the course and believe in a future of immense possibilities. To realize our common aspiration, Mr. Speaker, we must continue to speak one language. This is Ghana, a nation united in diversity, a resilient nation on the path to manifest destiny. Every opportunity to safeguard our progress must be protected by adherence to exhortations of Genesis 11:6, that if we speak one language, we can do the impossible. Mr. Speaker, we therefore present to you the Inkunim Victory Budget, a people with a manifest destiny for greatness. We are resilient and we shall prevail because, Mr. Speaker, as we have always said, the battle is indeed the Lord's. God bless our homeland Ghana and make us steadfast to build together a nation that is great and strong in unity. Mr. Speaker, so I move.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 